We're talking about resolutions, uh, and one of the biggest things for, I think, most Americans is to take better care of themselves, maybe lose some weight, you know, all kinds of different things. So we thought, let's talk to Dr. David Tusek, Cloud Medical. What, uh, what can we do about these New Year's resolutions? So Dr. Tusek, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Well, Kim and Molly, good morning, and Happy New Year to both of you. Well, it's great to have you. And Molly is actually, she's out for the balance of the week, so you just have me this morning. Um, resolutions, though, losing weight. What are you seeing as we move into the new year from people? Yeah, you know, first of all, um, it's always such a personal thing. So uh, it's really, really important to just to connect with the specific areas in your life that you need, you know you need to change moving forward. And so... So many of us have spent, you know, the past month or so agonizing over, okay, what is the one thing that I really, really want to change? And for those of us who haven't yet really come up with it, I think a very simple and useful technique is to literally just close your eyes and ask you yourself the following question, which is, if there were a couple of things that I could do that were simple and fairly achievable and wouldn't take too many resources and time and money, but would actually improve my vitality. I know deep down that they would actually improve my vitality by 20 or 30% or more. What would those be? And you sort of just close your eyes and give yourself 60 seconds to run through that list. Most of us will, you know, realize pretty quickly, oh, you know, I just need to start going to bed more early. I, I tend to stay up uh, too late on my laptop, or if I could only just get that 20-minute workout in five days a week or whatever it is, usually that will come to you pretty quickly. And then, you know, we have this sort of seven-step process to actually implement that into your life and make it, make it be much more achievable in a long-term sustainable way. So uh, can you give us a teaser on what that seven-step process is? Sure. So the, the, the step one is, is basically what I mentioned, which is just closing your eyes and asking your highest self to tell you what it is that would make the biggest impact on you that wouldn't take so much time. And of the things that come up, the second step is simply to pick the one that you think is going to give you the biggest bang for the buck. And once you're clear about that intention... Then a great quote to keep in mind, this is the third step, is you know, Mark Twain's timeless quote that basically says, if you fail to plan, then you're only planning to fail. Mm -hmm. And so having some kind of a container by which you can track your progress is, is critical. I personally use a journal called the Best Self Journal that's sort of like a combination of a calendar and a day planner and a, and a diary and a vision board and sort of enables you to stay on track by um, making sure that you're checking the boxes as the days go on. The fourth one is also really, really important. The fourth one is about creating an intention around this goal that's actually dedicated to someone other than yourself. It can be a hero of yours or a loved one that's, that's already passed on, but the key here is to just connect that intention to something other than just you and to really draw power from, from that connection. And then the fifth one is to, 
to write it down in the form of a promise to yourself, almost like a, a ritual aspect, which is, which is really, really important. And then the sixth and the seventh are what you know, we might call the carrot or the stick. Um, so having a carrot, meaning you, know, you give yourself the opportunity to reward yourself if you are consistent with staying on task. So let's say that your goal was, you know, I'm going to work out five days a week for 20 minutes or more. Um, and at the end of the month, if I accomplish that, and I'm, let's say, at least 90% consistent with, with achieving that goal, then I get to do X, Y, or Z. And that could be, you know, I get to buy myself a pair of shoes that I've been wanting to, or I get to reward myself with a special meal that I love. Um, it can be whatever really speaks to you. But having that reward system built in to the machinery of this is so important. And then the last one is, you know, we oftentimes operate in terms of behavior change um, in a way where maintaining accountability is pretty critical. So coming up with a clear and specific um, punishment, if you will, for not accomplishing that uh, can be very, very helpful. And we've used this so successfully with uh, um, so many patients who've tried to quit bad habits, for an example, quitting smoking, where you would ask them to come up with an organization that they wouldn't normally support, and you have them write out a monetary amount, a check, for instance, for a, a number or a, a monetary amount that would actually hurt to put that in the mail. And then you have them place it on their refrigerator door and basically promise that if they don't adhere to those goals that they've set out, that they would mail that check to that organization that they didn't necessarily like. So these are all simple ways of just keeping ourselves accountable and, and honest and uh, ensuring that that New Year's resolution sticks at least beyond January. So And so this could work whether or not it might be wanting to lose weight or quit smoking or exercise more. Uh, you've, you've said you've seen real success with your, your patients when, when you've put this seven-step plan into action then, huh? It's true. <clears throat> you know, New Year's resolutions are really um, just another form of behavior change activities that happen to, ha- happen to happen at the end of the year. But we're constantly struggling to sort of live that best life and, um, you know, improve the consistency with good habits and then get rid of the habits that we know that are dragging ourselves down. Well, I, and I think that uh, this accountability, I think that's one of the things that in some ways I think Americans have kind of moved away from that. So this is a very creative way to keep, uh, keep oneself accountable to their New Year's resolution and improve their lives. So this is fascinating, Dr. David Tusek. Now we're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, you have done something very creative with cloud medical. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think there's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a real push for universal health care, uh, at least here in Colorado and possibly nationally. And so if we could unpack that just a little bit, I think that would be very helpful for our listeners. So let's go to break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. David Tusek. Hey, 
Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Molly Boat and Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. That is where we are on Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can sign up for our emails at, uh, at our website. We will keep you apprised of our upcoming shows, guests, topics, uh, important information. So be sure and do that. Keep those cards and letters coming. We love hearing from you. Uh, if you like a show, let us know. We greatly appreciate that. If you, if you have something that you'd like to comment on that maybe you disagree with us on, let us know about that as well. So it's americhicks.com or you can email me at kim at americhicks.com. That is, um, that's, uh, you know, we just love hearing from you. So jumping in with uh, Dr. David Tusek in just a moment, we're talking about resolutions, solutions, and Act 2 reforms is a blueprint to adjust the division of power in Washington, D.C. Uh, for a more fair, disciplined, open, and transparent government, regardless of the political party in power. And so Act 2 reforms, they're based here in Colorado. They're part of the Article 5 Convention of the States Movement. And they have five ideas that they, they're bringing forward that people should have a conversation about. Uh, and they, they want to use um, the Article 5 to, to talk to uh, to everyday people about what we can do to rein in government. And the first one suggests that we enforce the rule of law on all federal employees. Seems like that makes sense. Suggests we give Congress a quick tool to block new regulations. Liken that. Suggests we apply term limits on both Congress and the judiciary. Suggests that we make Congress account for all claims on the federal budget. That sounds like that's going to be really important with uh, this rules change that's going to be happening with Nancy Pelosi later today. And then suggest that we sharply reduce the power of money in Washington, D.C. So if you think there's too much money in influence in D.C., check out act2blueprint.org. That's act2blueprint.org. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks and you appreciate the work that they're doing. So jumping back in here with Dr. David Tusek. He is the, uh, the founder, I believe, of Cloud Medical, uh, which is a, a very creative, I think a wonderful um, uh, healthcare uh, system for people. So tell us about Cloud Medical, Dr. David Tusek. Sure. So Cloud Medical is a direct primary care program, which means that we provide dire- direct primary care for our patients on a 24-7 hour basis with unlimited visits and no co-pays for a low monthly fee. And depending on whether you're a couple or an individual or a family or even a business that enrolls with our primary care program, your per member per month rates are somewhere between 80 and $119 a month. Wow. So, and, and children under 18 are actually uh, 49. So what, what we do um, is enable people to have a long-term and, and continuous trusted relationship with a a team of primary care providers um, where we take care of pediatrics, gynecology, adult medicine, and urgent care. So the treatment of non-life-threatening medical emergencies, things that can't wait till the morning but are, are not going to leave you, you know, in a, in a real bad way. So um, we're able to combine all of these services, again, for a low monthly fee with a tremendous upgrade in terms of connectivity between um, you and, and your physician or your provider using cell phones and text messaging and emails and, and you know, all of the various devices that enable us to stay in touch whenever we need to. And 
By the way, that happens whether you're in town or you happen to be traveling. So um, for our patients, it doesn't matter if they're in Boulder or Bali or Barcelona. Wow. <laughs> they're always connected to us. Well, and you know, you mentioned the word relationship. Uh, you know, in this tech society that we have now, and, and technology is a good thing. What you just mentioned is being able to stay connected if you're traveling or whatever. But you're talking about a relationship, and that relationship between a patient and a doctor is obviously one of the most personal relationships out there. And and I think we've gotten away from that in the health care industry here in America. Uh, so what you're doing, I think, is unique, special, a relationship that is affordable. I mean, why aren't we doing more of this in America? Well, it's a model that is growing, and... I think you're exactly right. You know, both physicians and the people that um, go to them for their health care needs, um, you know, are unhappy with the current situation, the status quo that we have, because it seems like every year there are more and more uh, barriers between those two human beings that are simply trying to connect and, and, and find a way to, you know, come out of a, a difficult health challenge um, in a positive way. And so when we've sort of enabled a system to be continually encumbered by all kinds of regulations that don't actually help in, 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 the, in terms of that healthcare journey or in terms of those healthcare outcomes, um, we're unfortunately just doing a disservice. So I think it's, it's really crucial as physicians that we look deeply and unflinchingly at the problems that, that we are, in fact, complicit in in this systemic uh, situation that we have and try to find solutions to lead the way forward and to regain some of that. And, and I think you're right to point out that the doctor-patient relationship is where we need to start. Well, and there is so much fear out there. You're seeing it on, from all the talking heads and all the different stations, no matter you know, uh, which way they lean politically. But the the fear of financial ruin, if somebody, ha- you know, has something really bad happen, uh, there's just that fear there. And then that fear is being used to push in more rules, regulations. Then you're seeing this this potential call for universal health care because people are, are afraid and it's gotten so complicated. It doesn't have to be that way, does it? Well, so I actually think it's, it is a fairly complicated situation with respect to the catastrophic care. Um, but one of the solutions that I think has a lot of legs is uh, um, this new concept. It's actually not that new, but it's, it's, it's been getting more attention lately called the health share concept or mm-hmm. the health share model. And when you pair a program like ours, which takes care of those primary care situations, those non-life-threatening things that actually amount to, statistically, it's been shown that these are 90% of our healthcare encounters in America fall under the umbrella of primary care. Um, that, uh, you know, we still have to contend with the other uh, 10%, which is um, the, the hospital-based and the specialty-based and the um, high impact, high cost part, and I think that's what a lot of people are, are, you know, really struggling with finding a way out of. 
And so um, when what we've found for, for many of our folks who are members of cloud, if you partner your direct primary care cloud membership with a health share plan, you actually pay a monthly premium for both of those together. That's oftentimes less than half of the cheapest plan that you can find on the health healthcare exchange. Um, and so, I mean, that's a that's a really really significant cost savings, and the cost savings continue. Um, the other way that you save money is many of those sort of less expensive uh, healthcare exchange-based plans from all of the major insurance companies tend to come with very high deductibles. Um, with our model, the, the out-of-pocket maximum deductible payment is either $500 or $1,000 per person per year. And, you know, in contrast, the conventional insurance programs are oftentimes 10 times that. Right, right. So here you are spending an arm and a leg every month on your premium. And then when you actually do need your appendix removed, the first $10,000 has to come out of your own pocket. So it's really a double bind. It really is a double bind. Uh, Dr. David Tuzek, this is really fascinating. Uh, We're just about out of time. But how can people, I mean... People, I can't believe that um, you know that people aren't doing this. How can people get more information about this from you? Sure. Um, so our website is um, cloudmedical.io, and um, people are free to take a look and uh, or give us a call at three zero three eight four eight thirty eight hundred. Okay, and that's cloudmedical.io for more yes. information. And again, that phone number was. 303-848-3800. Okay. Well, Dr. David Tusek, uh, thank you so much. I've got to use this seven-point uh, plan that we were talking about in the, the previous segment about how I'm going to incorporate my New Year's resolutions. So I'll let you know how I do on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, once again, Happy New Year to you, and thanks so much for having me on. Well, it's a delight, and so we'll be back in touch with you as well. So thank you so much, Dr. David Tusek. Okay, be well. Bye-bye. Okay, so uh, really important stuff happening uh, today uh, when uh, the Democrats take over the um, control of the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. There's going to be a a big fight. And I think that we, as everyday individuals, we are expecting government to represent us, to work for us. We believe whether or not we're Democrat, unaffiliated, or Republican, that we have a representative government. For too long, we have had establishments on both sides of the aisle that are more interested in keeping their power than working for the American people. Uh, So we'll see if, in fact, the Democrats want to govern. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that it's going to be quite the show uh, over the next couple of years. And um, I'm grateful that we have uh, Donald Trump in office. He is fighting for the American people. Uh, I kind of wish sometimes he wouldn't say some of the stuff he does on his tweets. However, you have to look at the results. Tomorrow, we will be talking about those results. Uh, Bob Duco, uh, one of the hosts on uh, Crawford Broadcasting, did an excellent piece the other day about the accomplishments of Donald Trump. And so we will go through those tomorrow. We will be talking about character 
and what what really matters to the American people, the results that we want as everyday hardworking Americans. And our guest will be a millennial. Stephen Kessler uh, will be our guest tomorrow, and we'll be talking about socialism and uh, also immigration. He just had a piece that was published on uh, immigration that I think will be very important to talk about. So we are the AmeriChicks. Check our website out, AmeriChicks.com. That is where we are on Facebook and Twitter. And be sure and sign up for our Vino and Veritas. This will be our Federalist Papers book club. It is starting on Monday, January 28th at Water's Edge Winery. Be sure and sign up because I think that we may be at capacity, so you want to make sure that you have a seat there. And Dr. Tom Cranenwitter, who is uh, has a deep understanding of the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, a deep appreciation for um, uh, President Lincoln and all that he's done, will be our 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 um, our our speaker on this. And so, be sure and sign up for that. Uh, so, this is the Americhicks. We'll be signing off. Our quote for today is from the treasure chest. Joy. It says, real joy comes from ease, not from ease or riches or from praise of men, but from doing something worthwhile. That is from Wilfred T. Greenfell. Real joy. Have a great day. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll be back tomorrow morning.